Welcome back again to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. I pray that you're doing incredible and living on fire for Jesus. Uh, Today, I wanted to talk briefly again about uh, the proper way to read scripture and insights from scripture itself on how to look through the lens of scripture. So if you haven't listened to it already, I actually talked about the compilation of the Bible and um, the whole tradition versus sola scriptura and all that stuff. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it further again in another episode, but it's all the way back in episodes three and four, and each of them are pretty long. That's like when I first started <laughs> recording these podcasts, and they got long quick. Anyways, but the way to read scripture is through the lens of the gospels. When you look, when you read the Old Testament, read it through the lens of Jesus, because he fulfills everything in the Old Testament. So like all the dietary restrictions are no longer binding on us, right? So Jesus declared all foods clean. And St. Paul in Colossians 2.16 also says, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. So all of those things are fulfilled in Christ Jesus, that he is the fulfillment of all of those sacrifices that happened in the Old Testament, all of those battles, all of those fights, all of those uh, Davidic kings, the judges, the prophets. Everything is a fulfillment of Jesus, right? So we don't have to go to a temple anymore and sacrifice lambs or goats or anything like that, but we sacrifice our very selves, our spiritual sacrifice, according to Romans 12, in union with Jesus at every single Mass, the one eternal sacrifice of Christ on the cross, the eternal satisfaction, the divine and the his 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 divinity taking on human flesh and offering all of us in his sacrifice outpoured to the Father for us. So we no longer have to, to um, like Hebrews says, all of those sacrifices couldn't take away sin, but Jesus is one eternal sacrifices, sacrifice takes away sin. And then we get that applied to us in baptism, the Eucharist, all of these things that Jesus commanded us to, and told us to do, right? But uh, also reading the New Testament letters in light of the Gospels, because Who is the ruler? Who is the king? Who has all authority for all Christians? It's Jesus. So we have to read uh, even the New Testament letters through the lens of Jesus, such as uh, where we get um, really tripped up on, and this has really happened a lot from the revolution of, of Protestantism, is reading Paul apart from Jesus. And actually Paul highlights the very teachings of Jesus. So Jesus clearly says that apart from him, we can do nothing and in him, we can do everything that not only will we do the works that he does, but we will do even greater works in them and to abide in him and to be that seed in the in good soil, to cultivate, to use our gifts, to go and return an investment for him. And uh, in Matthew 25, he clearly says at the end of times, this is the judge giving the answers to the test. (laughs) So we need to listen to Jesus. We are going to be judged by how we love people, how we love people. And because he says in Matthew 25, separating the sheep and the goats and the sheep are those who 
out of the good the the faith the working faith that they had the salvific faith that they had was they went and um did the works of christ which was which was feeding and giving drink to the hungry and to the thirsty clothing the naked visiting the sick welcoming the stranger all of those things and the people uh, the goats that he separated from him at the at judgment were those people who knew Jesus they they knew his, they knew Jesus they followed him they believed in him but it was not a salvific belief they didn't their their faith was dead like James said right so because faith without works is dead so uh they were eternally separated because they didn't feed uh or give thir- or give drink to the thirsty and the hungry they didn't clothe the naked they didn't visit the sick they didn't uh do these things that Christ himself told us to do um and so what happens is when we read Paul sometimes as St Peter says it can be confusing to read sometimes but a lot of people will put an emphasis on Paul when he says uh that you are saved in faith apart from works of the law well first off that is out of context because when he says works of the law he's talking about the jewish law of circumcision and becoming a jewish person in order to become a christian and what's the one thing that unites uh um gentiles and jewish people faith in christ jesus that we do not have to become uh circumcised that we don't have to keep the dietary restrictions or go continue sacrificing at the temple um but uh that's the context of it but even apart from that though we need to fit paul within jesus not jesus within paul right so that's another way that it illuminates the entire bible is always reading through the lens of jesus he is the benchmark of for all christians is jesus so and that illuminates paul and they're not in contradiction for each other at all they teach the exact same gospel jesus and paul but sometimes what um the context of it and us, especially in the first century America, do not understand what uh, the works of the law, the Jewish Mosaic law, all of those things that St. Paul is referencing. Um, it can become confusing, right? And so it can get really, so we always have to read through the lens of Jesus. That's why like when we first pick up the Bible, we should honestly just read about Jesus and start getting to know Jesus. And then when we read all of the all of the bible it needs to come through the lens of the gospel um but also when we read the new testament we see things like it jesus truly is the fulfillment and we see him having authority greater even than the old testament law right so when you say sola scriptura or the bible alone well you see jesus himself not doing that because he references scripture and he says you have heard it said he says, whatever scripture, then he says, but I say to you, he highlights the meaning of that law and the interior life of our, of our hearts to, to actually fulfill that law of divine love, that love for God and love for neighbor, that love fulfills all things, right? Um, so it's through that lens of Jesus actually, um, he, it's a new authority. And then we see in Acts 15, when the church had to figure out if uh, we see it right in uh, verse one of chapter 15, when people were saying, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And then the church infallibly, dogmatically declared that 
people do not have to become Jewish to become Christian, that it's faith in Jesus and it's baptism and it's all the sacraments of Christ that unites us to him as a Christian and you don't have to do that. And guess what their authoritative source was? It wasn't scripture because what they were saying directly contradicted the Old Testament, right? Um, this was a new doctrine that was not found in scripture itself. So it's the, the church that serves the, the word of God, which is the fullness of Christ Jesus. So that's why everything is revealed um, fully of the, the public divine revelation ceased with the, at the end of the first century after the, for the last apostle because they had the, the faith um, given to them, deposited to them from the eternal capital W word of God, Jesus himself, who fulfills everything. And he gave them complete authority, but it's not the not, not that the church is separated. The church serves the word of God, both orally and, uh, and, in, and in scripture, right? So tradition is just the things handed down. Scripture itself is tradition. It's the written tradition. And then there's also oral tradition. And that's why divine revelation happened only in the first century. And so there's never going to be new revelation, but there might be a greater understanding as we continue as Christians in that divine revelation, just like the Trinity was all was always true. But um, and they always believed it in the beginning of the church, but not until it was attacked was it uh, dogmatically defined in 325. Same with the nature and the wills of Christ. So he is one person with fully God, fully human, not separated. He has that hypostatic union, one person, but he also has two wills, the divine and the, and the human will. And the, the eternal trinity is three persons, one God, all three distinct from each other, but they're not parts from God. Each one is, is fully God. Those are all uh, teachings of the church that came centuries later when people were attacking and people would attack Jesus's divinity. The church would re- would condemn that and then f- and dogmatically declare the natures of Christ. Um, and, and so it continues that it is the church that Jesus established to give all authority. Jesus has all authority on heaven and earth. And then he conferred a kingdom onto his 12 apostles to sit on the judgment seat of Israel to judge and he gave the keys of the kingdom, which was the King Jesus giving to his prime minister, just like the Davidic king gave to the prime minister in Isaiah 22. 22 Jesus gave it to, to Peter alone, but he also gave the share of binding and loosing, which is the rabbinic teachings of morals and faith to, to bind and to loose teachings on the faithful of, of the church. And when there was a dispute, you the last, the last and the most... Uh, authoritative structure that you could go to according to Jesus in Matthew 18 was the church and we see that happen in Acts 15 because it is the pillar and foundation of truth in 1 Timothy 3:15 and it is to go through all generations because Jesus said that he that the gates of hell would never prevail against the church and we believe in that promise and uh, Ephesians 2:20 the church is the fullness of of Christ in the world and it's in all times and all generations and Jesus will be with us and he has the he gave the church the holy spirit to guide it into all truth and it is not the church is not apart from the holy spirit and the church is not apart from the word of god the church is the servant of the word of god both oral and written and we see right in the new testament itself that we need the apostles and the fullness of the teaching to illuminate 
the 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 fullness of revelation in Jesus that has been deposited to the apostles and to be spread throughout the entire world through his Catholic Church and is through the lens of Jesus that we need to read all scripture and we need to interpret all revelation that has been declared by his 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 church that is the fullness of him who is the pillar and foundation of truth the new and eternal jerusalem